Hey everybody thank you so much for tuning back in welcome to the third episode of the talk design to me podcast the guest on today's episode is dhruv mehta dhruv is an artist designer music producer animator and a hyper creative from delhi he's a genius who adds a twist to how we look at hype and hip hop in this episode we talked about how he went from creating fan art for adidas to actually being commissioned by adidas and how his interest in fashion took him forward to actually designing the runway visuals and music for the Lakme Fashion Week in Mumbai. In addition to that, we also talked about the importance of personal branding, how to find your style as a creative, how to build the confidence to charge more, and about how relevant hype and design are in our culture. As fellow lovers of hip hop and design, we kicked out about a lot of fun stuff in this episode, and I can't wait for you all to hear this. So here goes. Hey Dhruv, welcome to the Talk Design to Me podcast. Hey man, so nice to finally see you and talk to how are you? <laughs> uh just a quick story so how I got came across your account is so I follow one of these designers called Abhinav Chikara who's a UI UX uh, designer and he had posted your account saying he's one of my favorite artists on Instagram and then I checked your check out your account and you know I came across this cool artworks of Travis Scott and you know like using the Nike swoosh on so many different yeah. things and you showcasing hype in such a different point of view and mm-hmm. giving it like an indian vibe to mm-hmm. it that i instantly fell in love with it and from then on i've been following you and you know i was thinking about having you on the podcast for a long time now so i was super excited as soon as you said yes so i have so many questions so let's get started first yeah. of all i want to ask you about your story right, right. you how did you get introduced to the hype culture like mm. did it was it through sneakers was it through hip hop hip hop music and not to mention mm. you also like uh, to mention you also make beats yeah and you do a lot of different things yeah. and somehow they all sort of mix together and combine and make this beautiful thing so i want to understand what started this whole thing how did the other influences catch on and the entire story of the dhruv mehta that you are today right uh let's start with the hype culture so thing is i have been uh, very interested visually throughout my life uh, i was in 7th grade and i knew that i had something uh, of a visual aptitude like i when i look at mm-hmm. things i look them look at them a little differently i just don't notice what all other people notice but my story is very different in that sense because i was very 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 bad at art in like art classes in our schools i was very bad at drawing Okay. So I always had this uh, some I know something inside of me that I I have to be good at visuals but I can't draw. So what's the way? Mm-hmm. And I found softwares. I found the whole of the Adobe world, Adobe Suite. I had to so that's where my journey began and then a lot of things happened but uh the hype culture thing is uh fashion has been one of my main interests when i was growing up mm-hmm. and i didn't find any people who dressed like me who looked like me or who had similar interests in fashion now i am an engineer from my education so there's not a lot of fashion around there mm-hmm. not not the kind of fashion that i think is fashion <laughs> not the white sneakers and this and this uh so I didn't see any people who had same interests as me hip hop music and uh, streetwear 
and the knowledge of history of art and uh, they know art history like renaissance also i have all these different background that i come from i am an engineer student but i like all the old art periods i like futuristic type faces but i also love the retro grunge in 90s magazines so i just my and all this mixture of things made me a little bit of unique from everyone else uh, i'm making uh, music right now because i got when i so right now in chandigarh but i uh, live in delhi mm-hmm. uh when i came to delhi i found a lot of underground musicians and hip hop musician underground events i started going to them and i then i found that there are people who are as interested in hip hop as me in india mm-hmm. now there are always these rappers but i'm not a rapper so but i'm i'm a fan of the art of hip hop so then i found people like me then i grew some confidence that yes i can do all these things i can mix my art mm-hmm. that's that that's how i mix music mix art mix animation that's pretty cool and i want to understand if uh, did you start with graphic design first and then slowly found your way through finding your unique style as you know creating like a hype art mm-hmm. and things like that or how did that happen yeah. so i was introduced to uh, designing in uh, yeah ninth class so there is one thing uh, model united nations there's uh so these these are these competitions uh, that go around in in my school time a friend of mine introduced me to the design team of model united nation that you should try you're good at these things mm-hmm. i started graphic designing in those then i went into video editing animation and i, I did all these things in my like 9th 10th class oh wow and then i took non med in 11th and 12th <laughs> so i just took a two year holiday from all this okay right and but when i went in, went into the college i found all these art societies and my my passion really came out to the world and people realized that i can create identities mm-hmm. i can create festival identities i can create event identities i can uh, realize a a concept visually mm-hmm. so i went into graphic design i went into video editing videography then i went into music it's like whole of i'm just like a media junkie i i like to do everything all right i am super intrigued by the way you introduce yourself so let's say for the yeah. people who are hearing about you for the first time and you know yeah. i want to hear how you would introduce yourself right cuz i've read it on your website <laughs> and i've read it on your instagram yeah. and it's something cool so go ahead I am I am a multidisciplinary hyper creative audio visual artist. <laughs> okay. That's what I came up with <laughs> to explain myself. Cuz I think it makes justice to what you're calling yourself too cuz you actually do every single thing that you're calling yourself and that's something pretty cool and uh you have so many interests. I want to understand does any one particular interest you know overpower the other one? Yes and no. <laughs> the answer is yes and no. Okay. Yes because uh, it is all time dependent uh out of 7 days of the week two days i'll be doing music mm-hmm. but when i am stuck on that particular note i could i cannot find it i cannot find the right sound i'll switch to graphic design and for graphic design if i can't find that particular typeface whose width is exactly that i want like the cap height is not what i want so it's not going to be graphic design i i have to switch up my brain like 
what I'm focusing on mm-hmm. to get backwards a little bit so that I can later on focus on it. It's this graphic design is definitely what I've done the most of mm-hmm. all these things. So for me, graphic design as a discipline is very important. So I can lead teams in terms of graphic designing right now, but I'm not so much proficient in music right now. I'm just a beginner. All right. Definitely graphic design will be the first one. Perfect. And uh, I've seen some great typography on your page as well, because, you know, it's not just about you creating those hype colors or putting the hype image, right? Because mm. anybody can do that. You need to understand how they fit in together and how to use that type to create that sense of feeling. And I've seen that in the mm. album ads that you've created. I've seen that in, you know, mm. random Instagram posters that you've just created mm. for fun. So how did this you yeah. know love for typography start and how did that sort of evolve as you went well yeah when we start out as designers we we start out somewhere so i started out with swiss style design Mm -hmm. you know all sans serif type grid based layouts and those are very intriguing because you have some set of rules to follow you follow them you will definitely end up on a good design now if that design is unique or not that's not the point of swiss design but you'll end up in a so you can call yourself a design Mm. So that works out, but then you see that there are 230 people that can design exactly like you. That, that puts me off a little bit. So I started exploring different typefaces. What does actually serifs mean? How, how they were designed in the first place? What era are those typefaces from? What's the, what's the emotion that they evoke? Mm -hmm. That's how I got interested into uh, type then I found really amazing people like David Rudnick so he's not a very known graphic designer but the way he talks about and his philosophies really intrigued me mm-hmm. so so for me typefaces are extremely important and tweaking typefaces is very important uh, for any project that I do I don't usually use a standard typeface I use a typeface then I tweak it, tweak it. So mm-hmm. it has a little something off about it that would be unique to that project that's how it for me type is if not more equally important as color wow yeah that's a beautiful way to put it man type has so much to give to the final output it it's so expressive and it has so much you know weight in the whole design that you know you can clearly say that someone who understands type can clearly separate themselves from the other designers right yeah yeah and how did you get uh, started with like, did you teach yourself design? Did you teach yourself typography? How did you go about this? Mm. Yeah, I, to- so I, I told you I was doing four, I did four years of engineering, mm-hmm. like three and a half in actual hostel. And uh, I did okay in engineering, but the, I spent most of my time studying graphic design. <laughs> YouTube tutorials, right? Chris Doe, the few, everybody knows it, the yeah. future, the podcast, everybody knows it. Now you, that's all good. Like you can learn, you can watch videos, but when you do, when you actually practice this stuff out in the real world and you get actual good feedback from other people who are not designers, mm-hmm. because in the end we're making stuff for non-designers. True. So when they give you feedback, then it's, uh, then in college I did a lot of events. I did a lot of festival identities. Model United Nations, even even college corporate events. Mm-hmm. So you get experience in a lot of things, like what people like, what they don't like, what in how much can you 
pre- how, how much can you push people to make this thing look unique but also fit into a system like you can't i can't use a futuristic typeface in a corporate brochure true but what's the maximum limit that i can push them so they are unique hmm. i learned all these all these things from working uh, working under professors who don't have any design knowledge mm-hmm. they just want to get to the result but so you get freedom and you get sometimes very uh, um, bad feedback like you are thinking like <laughs> he doesn't know anything about design how is he saying like make this pop make this color pop how does that happen so, yeah. good and on the same lines of talking about making it unique uh how did you sort of figure out your style because you have a very unique style and even though it does fall under the category of you know the hype art you still have mm-hmm. a clear you know separation or like identification of your style so how did you sort of mm-hmm. evolve into because as i scroll through your instagram i can mm-hmm. see it being from you know like everything but slowly yeah. finding its identity it been changing yeah yeah definitely man because uh I, it's been just about one and a half years since I passed out of college. Mm-hmm. So I've now got the full time to explore my experiments and work with actual clients and work with other real good artists who are good in their fields. Mm-hmm. So uh, initially, I was designing what what I was watching, how I wanted my designs to be. If I see how uh, these Nike commosh Nike posters look, I'm gonna make I'm gonna imitate it. so that i can learn how that was done hmm. but after a point of time then like after when you uh, when you are into this industry and you want to create something for yourself your uh, especially for instagram like you have to be unique you have to be catchy but at the same time this th- it was not something that i did uh, thoughtfully it building your own identity is the best when it comes naturally yeah true so all these saturated colors and very futuristic fonts and i don't know man i i i call it i call it raw retro futuristic stuff that i do because i have interest in both the futurism part and the retro nostalgia part mm-hmm. it's just it's just what i feel is just what i feel that brings out emotions in all these designs that's how i come but this is not permanent i think i will change because i will evolve true and the design system will look different when i when i be 5 or 10 years down the line and talking about evolving and you know setting standing up with the trends right i have seen your hmm. website i think couple of months ago and it was yeah, something else and I saw your website again this week and it was something else and I can yeah. see elements which you stuck to and I saw elements which you changed mm. and how like where's the motivation coming from to actually like keep yourself updated in like a two month period or like a one month mm-hmm. period and like keeping yourself fresh and keeping yourself evolving at all times right like mm. where's that mindset coming from and how is that pushing you yeah. I think it's just about finding myself what I like what i don't like and initially when i created my website like for the first time i wanted to be again an imitation of a website that i like mm-hmm. and later on i 
I later on I saw some websites that were exactly the way I wanted them to be, but I never had the courage to go out and design these brutalistic, highly saturated color with a black background websites. But then there are people in this uh, design industry as well who are doing their own thing, and that gave me confidence too. That my vision is not uh, is not not understandable. Like you can, if you if you are uh, into that culture you will understand so and changing the layout and changing all the design of the website it's like i'm never satisfied with one thing <laughs> i sometimes want a website with a white background and then i want it with a black background i want the layout to be left aligned sometimes and i then i want that it needs to be extremely animation heavy it just changes all the time that's great <laughs> so now let's talk about your instagram for a minute one of the main reasons why i loved your instagram so much is because so even on my page i post i won't say similar stuff but they fall mm. under the same category like i look at something and you know it's something that's trending right now and it's something that's part of my life like let's say travis scott of lace highest yeah. in the room and it's ringing in your room all day and all you can think of <laughs> is that and now as a creative you want to do something for it right so you go out you yeah. make a poster you make a fan art and something like that and there are days where the inspiration is so high that it sort of pushes mm. you to your workspace but there are days where mm. there's nothing happening around you but you still have to post things you still have to constantly keep creating to have those creativity mm. flowing right so how do you go about mm. those days where there's nothing that sort of in your head or there's nothing that sort of mm. inspiring you but still you have to create and you're seeing this blank canvas is there a process or do you just mm. start putting things together or how does that go uh generally if i have one of those days i i go into what's popping right now what's the pop pop culture what what are people actually talking about what they're interested in mm-hmm. so and if i do have a take on it it could be extremely extremely general like i have the same thought as 50 other people do then i also make a post in it but if i have a ex- have an extremely different thought of thought on it for example when i did one nike on uh, rickshaw autos mm-hmm. right i did one again nike on uh, mumbai taxis kali pd so i do all this stuff and i don't see it anywhere i just think that it is what it is what what in reality how it would be to see these nike swooshes on a taxi <laughs> or like i just imagine this stuff and i while i'm imagining i just lay down photoshop or illustrator and i see if the result is worth if i'm proud of it i'll post it mm-hmm. if not then i'll just make music <laughs> if not then i'll make an animation nice i really But like the cycle creating. of how you know when you're sort of stuck with something or not inspired enough with something or not satisfied enough with something you just sort of find a new medium and you know you start working and you don't let that stop you that's pretty cool Yeah. Yeah because you said right we as creators we have an itch just to do something just to make something and sometimes we just can't create it and then i have to switch up the gears. <laughs> Perfect. And now let's talk about some of the works you've done. First of all i think the first things that i've came across was when you did artworks for Adidas i don't know if i'm pronouncing wrong but is it Oswego? Was Vigo? Yeah, Was Vigo. <laughs> uh, so talk to me about it a little bit. You seemed like you really liked, you know, like 
Adidas and you've put out a lot of artworks related to Adidas yeah. and then you finally actually worked with Adidas. So how was mm, that? Yeah. How did that even that opportunity pop up and what was the work that you've done and you know talk to me a little bit about it. So Adidas I've always liked as a brand because they've been rooted into the culture and especially India. And Nike doesn't give I don't know we can swear That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so Nike doesn't give a shit about India. <laughs> they don't. So, so and Adidas on the other side is doing was doing before all these crazy times started. Adidas was doing all this uh, good Indian centric stuff, right? True. They were doing with the night jogger and Vigo and everything. And I th- but before that when they were not so active in uh, India, I was still intrigued by Adidas because all, they have all this history with hip hop. Mm. Nike usually has history with athletes and sports stars, yes. but Adidas were the first to go out there and bring hip hop to the sneaker community as well. They merged those domains. Mm. That's why Adidas was important to me. Plus, I like their logo because it's geometric, <laughs> the trefoil logo. And there are all these elements that come together, you associate with the brand. And then, yeah, then I created some uh, fan art for Adidas, like I was doing and some, and the one of the, one of the people in Adidas just saw my work on Instagram and mm-hmm. they were like, we have something for you. And then they said that we want you to create an artwork for this shoe. Mm-hmm. They send me the shoe. And they see what you think, make what you like. That's it. That's great. And that's uh, you were talking about how this was inspired from truck art, right? Was that something yeah. that you came up with, or was that something that was proposed from that? No, side? it was no. Yeah, it was all me. That's great. It was like I, again, it's my like my thing is I want to bring all the Indian elements mm-hmm. because usually when we People think of India in terms of design, they think of all these intricate patterns, all these Rajasthani patterns and stuff. But we are more about, we are more than that. Mm. We have designers who can design good modern stuff as well. It's not all tradition. So I, I wanted to bring India into that light that we, we as creators have exactly that knowledge that you guys also have. Mm. Indian art is something unique and different true and a little off topic but i want to understand where hip-hop entered your life Mm. was that like was that through some movie or was that through some artist that you followed how did that sort of take you over did you try to rap Mm. did you try to like follow along the lyrics what was the story yeah i think everyone does that but yeah uh i think it was I used to listen to all kinds of music when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to even Bollywood songs. I used to listen to hip hop, pop, uh, Eminem, Enrique, 50 Cent, em- em- everything. Mm-hmm. But then I just started associating with hip hop more because the things that they talked about made sense. The kind of music that they were producing made sense how I felt at the time. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling rebellion, I have a hip hop song for it. <laughs> if I'm feeling angry, I have a hip hop song for it. Mm-hmm. But and at some point of time, I just left all other genres because in Bollywood there was just Arijit Singh, so I <laughs> can't listen to Arijit Singh anymore. In pop, there's just this Selena Gomez, and there's just same kind of music. Mm-hmm. But 
then i uh, then i really got into hip hop then i found that there's a there are a lot of people in india who are producing indian hip hop mm-hmm. and that's that when i got the when i got some kind of hope that there are people and then they understood everything now i'm i'm very lucky to work with some of those people and hip hop for me is just about expression and hip hop as a as a genre expresses my emotions perfect man that's i am also somewhere on the same spectrum as you cuz you know i was also into all the you know those billboard top 100 billboard top 50 yeah. pop songs and then there's always is one rap song that's so different from all the other ones and the lyrics are so on point you actually like feel that touching your physical um, body and then you pay more attention yeah. to the lyrics you sort of sing along and then that's how, how that's how i sort of found hip, like you know my love for hip hop and yeah Okay this is a random question but let's do this give me your top 3 hip hop artists not non indian hip hop art yeah we'll come back non to indian india. hip hop artists yeah. oh my so right now the debate about hip hop as a genre is also changed right mm-hmm. some people consider drake as hip hop or not so but i'll still it's going to be kendrick lamar mm-hmm. hip hop artists it's going to be uh, it's going to be lil wayne okay it's going to be 50 cent nice. that's because that those are the people who i listen to when i was growing up nice. that's great man i would just throw a j cole in there cuz that's just my personal preference but yeah j cole well, what's your top 3 my number 1 is j cole i think his storytelling j. level cole, is yeah. somewhere else and yeah. second is kendrick mm. lamar his voices mm. his personas is something else and my third is mm. lil wayne cuz i've heard some great artists talk about his work culture and like his work ethics and how he creates music how he goes about music and it's just amusing yeah. to me and lil lil wayne just saved hip hop at a particular time oh, and i respect that completely yeah definitely and now let's talk a little bit about sneakers where are you with sneakers are you a collector are you interested in sort of like designing yeah. sneakers what's your sort of love affair with sneakers i was i am i was always interested in sneakers i just didn't know there was something called a sneaker heads or sneaker collector mm-hmm. and i never collected sneakers uh, in that sense but i always appreciated good design and when i, I if i wanted to buy a sneaker i knew what sneaker why and why this particular colorway and why i need to get this. Hmm. and i just like good design in for sneaker i'm not a sneaker head because i can't afford it i can't afford <laughs> to have such hobbies <laughs> but yeah i i i tried to design sneakers but i'm not very good right now in terms of designing sneakers that's a different art especially designing your own silhouettes it's a different thing because you have you have these all these shapes like classic shapes of sneakers and to go different from that is very you need a lot of experience bro so when i get better at it i'll give it another shot that's perfect and now let's talk about indian hip hop right you've created artworks you've created motion graphics you've created visuals for yeah. hip hop artists who are your some of favorite hip hop artists that you know that you love right now and would love to work with definitely said on the beat mm-hmm. like i'm working with him right now and that it's been great it was a dream of mine and finally 
managed to sell on the Beatles. Definitely, I think he'll be. He, I think he's already a legend, but in some years, people will regard him as the, I don't know, father of hip hop, Indian hip hop, because he <laughs> he is the sound of Indian hip hop. True, true. Uh, I like see them out a lot. Mm-hmm. Then Delhi based to do. They, I think they represent Delhi. They perform the a lot in Mumbai, right? They perform. Yeah, yeah, all of these performed in Mumbai. Yeah. Uh, see them all. I like so the third one is very different because there are a lot of people. There is Full Power, Youngster, and Prapyash. There is one Sikandar Kalu from Chandigarh. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of, but these guys I've been listening to for. It's been two, three years. That's nice. And they're, they're talk to me a little bit about how you got to work with them and what sort of projects that you worked on, and mm-hmm. you know, like how was that? I worked with the so Sazan the Beat has a entity has just started an entertainment collective sort of it's called the Movement. So I did uh, identity design for them. Mm-hmm. I designed the logo, designed their everything like branding, identity, patterns, and everything. Uh, then I design. I made a lyric video for them, mm-hmm. album cover for them. It the song. It was a. There were five rappers on it. It was a very different kind of amazing cipher. Like it has lyrics to die for. I mean, uh, and all these great rappers rapping on it. So I had a opportunity to create a lyric video for them, and that lyric video was very different from all other lyric videos that you see. <clears throat> It is very raw, very crude. Exactly how the lyrics of those videos are, and then I got to work with. I, I worked with Full Power on one of their album art. I worked with Ikka. He's, uh, he's also a rapper from Delhi. Mm-hmm. So I've I've also worked on a video, like motion video and an album cover for it. Mm. But a lot of new things are also on the way. So whenever they're ready, that's great, man. I'm excited to see them. And uh, one of the things that I also noticed is that you've <clears> done <throat> visuals for the runway design in Lakme Fashion Week. Yeah. So how was that? And as you said, you loved fashion, and it would have been it would have been great to actually design the visuals and you know the music for the runway. Right? How how was that? And you know, talk to me a little bit about that. Oh man, it was amazing because the whole idea of the collection that we were presenting was uh, V two point oh. Basically, the idea was rebirth of humanity. It was very futuristic. Mm-hmm. How if people are born again? How will we? How will they think? What will be their motives and everything? The whole vibe, whole visual appeal of the that was very space oriented. So also I had to design a, a like sound design for it because we didn't want to use other songs. So I originally made some soundtracks mm-hmm. for that, but it didn't work out because apparently, yeah, we can't use hip hop on runway <laughs> because and the reason is because uh, the models can't walk if there's not a constant kicks and clap pattern. <laughs> so I had to like use electronic music. Mm-hmm. then i just made a mix and made the visuals uh, yeah the uh, the experience was amazing because i got to meet so that was my first time that i actually went to mumbai mm-hmm. i've never been to mumbai before that so i got to meet a lot of people that i was in touch with over instagram and finally i had to meet them all these fashion people 
it was an amazing experience and uh, i might be back soon sometime that's great that's great <laughs> all right so this is a section of my podcast called make the logo bigger which yeah sounds terrifying cuz you know where that's take <laughs> so basically the idea is to talk about because as designers sometimes we need to take the role of educators cuz your clients don't really understand what's happening sometimes you need to take the role of someone who's actually hosting the entire space because nobody knows what the hell they're talking about yeah and there are sometimes where you know you just can't go anywhere else because they're they're making you change the logo just because they personally don't like it and things like that so the hmm. question is what is that one thing that you hate about working with clients man i've been so lucky that i was i identified who bad clients are mm-hmm. and i just never work with them again like for, for me i started working with, on corporate clients because i have from an engineering background mm-hmm. so i have a lot of i had a lot of clients who were like tech startups cryptocurrency startups and they all want the same color same thing but they want something to be unique like i don't know how does that because we initially when we get down to like asking questions from them they like we don't want to be this we don't want to be this but be the one of it like in the end we're just going round and round mm. and they don't understand the thing that time is money for designers and everything so so i found my comfort area in client sense than when i work with other artists because they understand the value of time what i hate about is just i just hate miscommunication between the client and the designer because if you're clear from the get go Mm-hmm. then you are also clear that you do want to take up this project or not if it's not something you're comfortable doing it's just to because whatever money you will make will fuck up your mental space and as a designer as an artist you should never do that true that's the most important thing so i just identifying right lines is i think the best that's thing. true man there are so many red flags uh, that you know when you're talking to a client you can oh, figure out that this is going to be a bad experience this can't be bad. <laughs> and sometimes you take that you swallow True. the pill because you you need to pay your bills exactly that's but, what i was going to say right like sometimes you know it's going to be horrible you know they're going to say we don't want to be like any of the competition but they will show you all the logos of everything that has to do with their competition <laughs> so you know you're going to end up in that loop you know your time's going to be taken yeah. for granted but you got to pay the bills and the most important thing that i wanted to discuss with you is the impact of design and you know in our, in our today's culture right like the whole no matter how much our people don't want to like make hype a part of their daily life it is they mm-hmm. can't do anything about it mm-hmm. it has a huge role to play in their daily lives or their economy so what is what do you think is the impact of you know hype and culture like you know design in our culture yeah i think yeah there are two parts to this like first is i think what's the part of design i think uh, as designers as people who make visual imagery i think the role of designers is extremely important and more important than we actually think because uh, we as designers as visual artists we have the power to settle into people's minds when i think of a particular song 
what's the visual imagery that's going to come into my mind is the album art for the first if i designed a typeface that is extremely unique to that song or that album you have gathered their mind you have gathered their imagination you have extreme like i think there is a lot of power which is very underrated in terms of designers just designers i'm not even talking about video editors or animators just graphic designers so i think and also becomes a social responsibility part mm-hmm. like uh people who design for political campaigns making making uh, graphics that should look trustworthy but are those people trustworthy like there's a there's an aspect to it that as people individual should recognize true and for the hype part is just uh, for me it's not even the hype part is just a word that's given for me it's again art and expression and streetwear and all all this stuff about hype just came into it because i don't even know <laughs> but for me it's just expression right and for someone who's sort of understood what they are in you know what they stand for and what they want to do and sort of created your personal brand around it uh can you talk to me a little bit about how important having your personal brand and figuring out and finding your style is and sort of building your social presence around it so that you know like be it your instagram be it your website about how you're talking about mm. constantly evolving constantly changing constantly updating how important is it and how how much role has it played in your design career yeah i think yeah i think personal branding is important is just extension of your character is just what clothes you wear is just how the, the way you talk it's as important as that and especially now we're all working remotely my website or instagram is the first thing like when we have, have had a conversation we had a conversation on instagram before like we saw each other true so definitely it's important it's not everything because in the end your your skills and your work will speak but for people to get there you need that true you need your website and you need your instagram it doesn't have to be a a particular aesthetic you just have to upload you just have to show what you're capable of for me just taking that initiative is good enough that's great man that's a, that's something that i've never like looked at in that way cuz for me whenever someone says personal brand it's always this mm. one aesthetic like be it your youtube yeah. channel, be it your instagram it's this one color palette one design style one type style or one you know pattern that comes and that's that's a really good way to put up like you know like put it yeah. uh, i think yeah that's what makes the whole thing happen right like you constantly pushing things forward and making things happen and you putting your out, work out there is the most important thing it doesn't matter if it's all mm-hmm. looking like the same thing it because i i don't actually understand the concept of having one aesthetic for your whole feed like you're not the same person from top to bottom you have different philosophies from every other person in this world so why should your instagram look like one simple thing is just an extension to yourself and i i don't know i think people see through it if you're trying to just no you don't feel and you're just trying to carry on that aesthetic even as designers because i think uh, to have one particular aesthetic or having just five type faces 
as people say like you only should use five typefaces in your design i think that's a very undemocratic way of looking at design why should <laughs> true <laughs> and uh, so this is something that's that i've uh, struggled with a lot of time with its finances you were talking about like yeah. let's say adidas approached you right like they Hmm. have in mind that they're going to talk to this person and they're going to have tell them hmm. that this budget but hmm. most of the times before telling you the budget they're going to ask you hmm. how much you want to charge hmm. for it and let's hmm. say their budget is something like 10 lakhs right and you said hmm. something like hmm. 1 lakh and hmm. sometimes you know you might get to know and you have the idea and you're going to char- you know ask more but what about the like there are so many times where You, you just because you weren't confident enough to ask for it hmm. you don't get the amount right so how did you sort of start from designing for your mun's designing for things in your college hmm. basically if you're designing for half the things in your college they're not going to pay you they're not going to like you know do anything for they it. give so, you a certificate that's more than enough <laughs> so how did you yeah. go from there to hmm. right now be in a confident position to say this is what i'm worth this is what i'm going to yeah. like charge and to sort of even show the big brand that's on the other side that okay this person is confident yeah. for this person it will be worth it to even increase our budget so i want to understand mm-hmm. your mindset towards this whole thing i think my mindset is that because uh when any brand is collaborating or just asking for a design it's because they have some value they're not going to just do stuff they have they don't have a lot of time on their hands to just go out and experiment in that so we you are definitely giving them them some kind of value mm. you now you have to design what kind of value is and i don't like uh, for designers to specially charge in terms of the time they spend mm-hmm. because i can create the same graphic in one hour something True. so that's not what's the value that you're giving to a brand now brand who is very financially great will have more budget it also depends on the kind of project that you want to work for if i want to work for a great musician mm. who's broke i won't charge him because i would love to do a project with him true but there's a big brand which i i love and is my like it would be a dream but they have the money to pay then you have to stand up for yourself because you are giving that time and people say that it will only take you like 4 hours to create this graphic why are you charging me 15 grand or 20 grand for this now we we have to make them understand sometimes that it is like 15 years of my life that i have given to understanding these techniques that i am giving to you so you are paying me for this 15 to 20 years not 4 hours is just something that you have to be confident about that you you have confidence in your skills you can deliver is just and then comes the personal branding part <laughs> that if you have a website you have invested in yourself true. you have invested in your equipment that's true and uh, what you said makes a lot of sense and that's the most important thing that people need to keep in mind that it's about the value that the other person is getting from you right like even if it's a big brand that you would love to have on your portfolio and they being you know cheap about even paying for your time and respecting your art then no matter like even even though you you would have romanticized that brand so much in your head it's still not worth it but because they're not yeah. even having those basic values and at the same time let's say you're creating artwork for like a new hip hop artist who doesn't have any money yeah. but you know that there is promise you know that there is skill and you're betting on that skill and you're doing that to bring whatever value that you can 
and you're not just saying that okay to create an artwork i just charge this much if you can't pay for it i can't do it. Mm, yeah so exactly. that's a very important yeah. way to look at it uh so <laughs> we talked about personal branding and you know how it is important for brands out there to find you and things like that and one of the things that i find really interesting about your personal brand as such is your instagram name right? mm. is there a story behind it because i've even seen articles written <laughs> saying drove you mad is an artist from delhi who's done you know like a hype culture yeah. uh, thing so i want to understand uh, the story behind the whole name and I I changed my names a lot earlier because I've, again like my website I was never satisfied that this is what it is going to be mm-hmm. uh, five years down the line but uh, uh, I was just sitting sitting with a couple of my friends and was discussing I need to change my name so one of these suggestions were drove you mad I asked drove you mad with Y O U or no just the U and it it just sticks sometimes. like drove mehta drove you mad and when i thought about it, it it was exactly it was exactly what i wanted to do with my art mm-hmm. i wanted people to look at it and i was like what the hell but <laughs> then it makes sense it was like futuristic but retro mm. it was, if you see my work clothes it's always like opposites everything is in opposite in some sense even the colors even the fonts that i use i use beautiful fonts sans serif font then i use a font i'll stretch it mm. like the design gods will be so unhappy with me <laughs> but i will do it but so just i thought that it was perfect yeah, that's a fun story uh so now i rem- okay because you mentioned that you know how, how there's a debate between people calling drake a hip hop artist versus i don't yeah. know whatever category he's in uh and i've seen yeah. you sort of paying attention to how generations have been changing with the people they look up to and you know the brands that they like and things like that so one thing that i usually debate about with my friends a lot is hip hop's influence and the current generation of hip hop right there's your tippy mm. reds there's your uh, mm. lil pumps and you know all these kinds mm. of rappers and there is lil yachty mm. dude i and there yeah. are these legends who are knitting beautiful stories with every single word that they say and touching different souls in yes. uplifting moods through their words so how do yeah. we like where where do you stand between the new generation of again i know this is not the right term mm-hmm. for it but the hype rap where you say yeah. the same mm-hmm. word many times to bring that into your head versus you yeah. saying verses which are even hard to follow when you're looking at the lyrics but have beautiful meaning yeah. and rhythm to it uh i think i sh- like i respect all kinds of art and i think the music and especially hip hop is always uh, is like a mirror of what the generation is and if the if this if the younger generation is listening to that rap it's for a reason if if uh, if travis if an if an artist like travis scott can make you so high without you you can't even understand the lyrics <laughs> but you will vibe to it now that's a different that's a, just a different kind of ball game that he's playing mm. and i know that he'll be a like when or everything is said and done he'll be a legend mm. it's just the time of gen- i think because back when rock and roll came or back when jazz came like every genre that came was just not given the respect initially so i don't know what this newer 
hydra will turn out into and what what will happen to all those jz records and all those the kanye west records mm-hmm. i don't know about that but it we have to see but uh, i am just excited to see what will happen with music in this <laughs> but, but there are again we think of these hype rappers but there are a lot of good lyricists that are also coming up we just have to keep an eye out on that's, that's true it. what you said really resonated with me man like it's it is always a reflection of what the generation likes and and at the end of the day you know this is what even j cole spoke about in one of his interviews where he says you know when lil pump and all these people were mm, in hype yeah. he says you know i i never liked them and you know i i thought they were whack but and then he went on mm. to tour with them because he understood that even though the lyrics or their styles are not same he's still moving the same crowds and in the same amount so there is definitely something to it and that's something i think we'll never figure out is just is just something it just moves you it's that vibe yeah i think uh, just it's a little off topic as well but if you see the japanese graphic designers you mm-hmm. can't understand one word of their type design true but it brings out so much emotion so much aggression so much vibrant colors and everything and those artists are one of the high, most highly regarded by brands like nike and adidas true. and that there's some reason so i think of lyricism the same way like even the music is some form of art true man that's that's a perfect way to put it i guess and that was an awesome conversation i am so glad that you yeah. said yes to be on the show cuz i um, geeked out about hip hop i geeked out about type i geeked out about yeah. graphic design as such so i'm super excited yeah. and i'm so glad that you said yes man thank you so much yeah thank you so much for this opportunity we should uh, this is my stay in touch for sure